to the Legal Technology Review Podcast, helping lawyers and legal professionals improve their practice, increase profits, and provide better service to clients through technology. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, as always, Brian Folk, civil litigator and author of the Cyber Advocate blog, and we are here to talk about the best new apps from February. Before we get started, a couple things. First, if you enjoy what you hear, please go to iTunes. You can find us under the Cyber Advocate or Legal Technology Review. And go ahead and give us a rating and review. That will really help us out, and we appreciate it very, very much. The second thing I want to talk to you about is ABA Tech Show. Just a reminder, ABA Tech Show is in Chicago, March 16th to 19th, which at this point is next Wednesday through Saturday. I want to let you all know that on the 17th, that's right, St. Patrick's Day in downtown Chicago, you can see me presenting Baby Stacks, Technology Infrastructure for Solo and Small Firms, with Rochelle Washington of the D.C. Bar. And then you want to stick around because on the 19th, that's Saturday morning, at the same time, 11 a.m., I will be presenting Android and iOS apps for lawyers. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested. And I'll be joined by Tom Hale and Jeff Richardson. Uh, Jeffrey Taylor was slated to join us, but unfortunately he is, well, busy being a lawyer. Moderated by Natalie Kelly, we'll be talking about the best apps for lawyers, Android and iOS. And unlike my post, it won't be just my opinion, but it should be a lot of fun. If you are at ABA Tech Show or just happen to be in Chi-Town on Friday night, join me for a discussion of new apps for lawyers at the Gage Restaurant, uh, which is 24 South Michigan Avenue, starting at 6.45 p.m. It's the Taste of Tech Show. And if you can't attend and are nowhere near Chicago, you can go ahead and check out uh, thecyberadvocate.com. I will be live blogging and live tweeting, actually, too, uh, on at nccyberadvocate on Twitter. You can also get live streaming interviews on Periscope and on-demand audio from ABA Tech Show right here on the Legal Technology Review podcast. Okay, well, that's about enough for the shameless self-promotion there. Let's go ahead and get started with the multi-platform apps. Well, we got a few this month. It's actually been a pretty decent month for apps and some really interesting types as well. But the first on our list is Hound by SoundHound Inc. Now, I want you to think back if you're a moviegoer or a movie fan or you know, just enjoy Michael J. Fox, think back to Back to the Future 2 when Marty shows those kids how to be a crack shot at the Quick Draw arcade game in the 80s arcade. That's the one where uh, Reagan and Ayatollah Khomeini are yelling back and forth on the TV until uh, Marty orders a Pepsi. If you remember, he goes and he demonstrates he's a crack shot, and one of the kids responds, you mean you have to use your hands? That's like a baby's toy. Well, they may have gotten hoverboards a little bit wrong. I didn't see any of the hoverboards in the movie actually catch on fire, um, except for the one with rockets attached. But there are some interesting predictions that came a little bit close. Now, using your hands. The advent of the smartphone brought hands-free digital assistance into really kind of the regular lexicon, the regular lives of most Americans and millions of others around the around the globe. Hey Siri is a part of the American vernacular, despite its own, you know, battles and growing pains. The competition really was between devices. Siri is Apple's, Google Now is Android, and Cortana is on Windows Phone. Pretty much the best digital assistants were what was built into the system, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Well, that might be changing. Hound by SoundHound is a free app for iOS and Android, and it's a new digital assistant that provides extremely fast responses to complex, nested, natural language questions. Now, when I say extremely fast, here's what I mean. Faster than Siri, Google Now, or Cortana. And with more accurate results, particularly with natural language, giving you accurate location-based results. Hound can do about everything that your built-in digital assistant can do, and oftentimes better. 
and this is only how it starts. Now, this is kind of an interesting uh, system because a query can include a multitude of subjects, including weather, GPS, navigation, directions, Uber, web searches, local hotel, bar, restaurant. You can set it and ask it about stock price, flight status, date, time, alarm and timer requests. Activate Shazam-style music recognition, which not only lets you hold the speaker up to a song that's playing, it'll recognize the song if you're humming it correctly. If you're really off-key, you're probably out of luck. The true appeal in this type of software is understanding questions within questions and you know, really breaking it down based on human context. Give it a sprawling, absurd request nested in other requests, and you see it shine. The best example that was given, here's the question. Quote, what is the population and capitals of Japan and China, their area in square miles, and the population of India and the area code of France, Germany, and Spain? End quote. Hound gives you accurate response to that question in about three seconds. Pretty damn impressive. Okay, next on the list, we have an update on the multi-platform apps. Skype for iOS and Android. Skype is, of course, a Microsoft uh, Corp app. It's free. Uh, if you want to be able to use it very effectively, you're going to have to pay for a service. But last month, it got a significant update. Group video calls directly from your mobile device. Now, Skype has been battling uh, with Google Hangouts for the video conference call title, but one of the biggest areas where it was extremely weak by competition was in group conferencing. This is Skype's attempt to really close Google Hangouts advantage in this area. And here's what I actually think is particularly brilliant. You can group conference call with up to 25 people. Well, video conferencing on a tablet, all right? Just picture that, 25 people. Well, there's two options for how to view it, because otherwise you may, just well, may as well just be on a phone. First, you got a grid view, which as should be painfully obvious, shows everyone in a grid. This works well for small groups of people, handful of participants. Um, you probably get up beyond a total of nine and it's gonna be completely unwieldy. The other option is what's called the primary speaker view. Now, the primary speaker view has a couple settings. First, you can pin one person to be the primary speaker all the time and that relegates everyone else to a scroll bar on the side, basically the thumbnail version. You can rotate during the conversation to determine which person is gonna be the primary speaker or the default feature, and I think this is actually pretty cool, Skype will actively change the featured speaker, the primary speaker, based on who is doing the most speaking. Now, for most lawyers, this could get problematic. However, provided you're willing to show some manners and a little bit of restraint, this could actually be phenomenally useful for things like mediations and deposition presentations. Adding group calling is incredibly important for Microsoft to Skype because as it faces increased competition from Google Hangouts, it's got to find a way to get onto Android devices. I think this is actually going to be a really useful system and will give people who use Android devices a reason to use Skype. All right, that's it for our main multi-platform apps. Let's go to the honorable mention, and we have Bing, also by Microsoft Corp. This is a free app for iOS and Android. This is an update to the Bing Search app. The big update this month is that Bing is getting a bit more contextual with its search. Now, it's it's still an app for a search engine. It's not going to do nearly as much as a full desktop web version is going to be able to do. But the kind of big things that it recently added is the ability to find you deals, nearby gas prices, and kind of a, taking over the role of some smaller apps that used to be able to do this, scan barcodes and compare prices. Now, the price scanner tool lets you scan any item and returns results from major retailers like Target, Amazon, and Walmart. I will admit that this kind of leaves open too big of a chance for big box retailers to simply pay Microsoft to emphasize their results, but as long as there's multiple options, this could be cool. The second feature is called Gas Buddy, which provides real-time gas prices 
and gas price comparisons in your area. All you have to do is search gas or select uh, the gas icon from the near me carousel. Pretty cool updates, very good for anyone who has to be on the road. If you're a lawyer and you're traveling, you may not be necessarily penny pinching to compare gas prices. However, I'll tell you, just even driving around Charlotte, you know, the gas prices here range from $1.65 to $1.90. That's a pretty big range. You may want to know if you can save a few bucks. It'll matter a lot more once gas prices go back up. Okay, that is it for our multi-platform apps this month. Stick around because we've got iOS, Android, and Windows Phone apps coming up. You're listening to Legal Technology Review on the Cyber Advocate. Don't forget to follow all the latest on tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. Thanks for sticking around. We are here to talk about iOS apps. Now, and first on the list is Notarize by Notarize Inc. If you're a fan of this podcast or of my best new apps uh, blog posts, you know that one of the reasons why I tell you about these apps is because I think they could be useful in your practice. The other reason I tell you about these apps is because I think you need to know about them in your practice. Generally speaking, the only way a third category comes in is if I find it particularly hilarious uh, or incredibly entertaining such as the case with the Star Wars games. But back to the point. Notarize. This is one of those strange apps that actually kind of spans both the first and second point. It is interesting. It could be very helpful for lawyers, and it could be useful in your practice. But it also is something you need to know about because it could be very problematic. Notarize is an app that claims to be based on Virginia law, and it allows you to upload a document, prove your identity somehow, and connect with a licensed Virginia notary via video call. You then are able to sign the document before the agent, basically affirm the document, uh, who is then able to legally notarize the signed document. The app's designers uh, state that this process is legal based on Virginia's remote electronic notarization legislation, and that somehow it is also legal in all 50 states and territories based on expansion through the full faith and credit clause. Look, I'll be honest with you, I haven't had time to you know research in detail whether or not this statute would truly allow this and whether the full faith and credit clause would actually expand on notary and the recognition of notaries in other states. I don't know. I will research it at some point and I will definitely update this when that's done. But right now it's an interesting app. It's intriguing because if it is legal, this could be very helpful to lawyers and non-lawyers alike. I mean, how many times have you had discovery and been unable to get a notarized verification back from your client to send along with your discovery? The answer to that question is every time every time you've had discovery. So it could be something very helpful in your practice. On the other hand, it's also something you really need to know about because now there's a whole new way people can get a document notarized, which means there's a whole new way you may need to learn how to attack a notarized document. All right. Next on the list of iOS apps is Todoist by Doist. This is a free task management app, and this is an update. As most of you know, this is my favorite task management system, the Todoist system and the app, well, really the entire iOS system, got a major update last month. For iPhone, Todoist is now 3D Touch enabled, which means anyone who has bought an iPhone recently, or rather has a 6S, can quickly view today's tasks or add new tasks directly from your home screen based on the 3D Touch. Within the app, 3D Touch allows you to preview a website link without leaving the Todoist app. And for those of you who don't really know the mechanics of switching between apps, this can be a really big deal both for time and battery uh, strength. Uh, another iOS 9 update, which means everybody, not just the 3D Touch folks, 
is the new deep linking feature. And this piggybacks on what I mentioned before. When you open a Todoist link on your phone, it will open in the app instead of using your browser to open the Todoist website. Not only do you avoid having to go through your browser, not only do you avoid having to connect via the internet to the Todoist website, but it all happens within the confines of the Todoist app. Very, very beneficial. Other updates include the ability to reply to comments on a task directly from the notification, which is pretty nice. Don't have to go back into the app, basically like a widget. You also have spotlight support, meaning you can, right from your home screen, uh, search for specific tasks without looking into your apps or anything like that. And also a complete revamp of Todoist Apple Watch app. Uh, it's gotten a complete revamp and is now native Apple Watch, which means it no longer relies solely on the processing from your phone. That means loading time virtu virtually eliminated, and you can view your list without having your phone nearby. Pretty helpful, but where's your phone? Uh, you can also now create Todoist. Uh, you can also add Todoist information to your watch face, including showing the number of tasks you have left for a day, uh, info on your ne next upcoming task, or even viewing the number of tasks you've completed in a day if you just need to pick me up. Okay, next on the list of iOS apps is Quartz by Quartz Media. Quartz is a free news aggregation app. Now, one of the funny things about the development of app culture is that there are certain things that we've assumed everyone does the same way. And the one thing we've learned is pretty much everything we know is wrong. There are a lot of task management apps that have realized that despite your individual preferences, pretty much everyone likes to shuffle the tasks around the same way. Exact opposite could be said for email. Email, which everyone thought you open an email, you read an email, you reply to an email, you send an email, that's it. Email has got this incredibly idiosyncratic system set up once you get past the very basics of what an email is. And to truly understand how wide a variety of email apps there are out there, check out Cyber Advocate starting, well, Wednesday and the list of top 10 email apps. It's quite an eye-opener. News is another thing that's been interesting. How do you keep up with your day's important events? Well, some have an, a favorite newsreader. Some use Twitter, which I love. Some prefer a more traditional news source like NewYorkTimes.com, um, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal. Some prefer aggregators. Feedly. I love Feedly. The individual preferences concerning how news is delivered is quite varied, and new apps constantly being released with creative methods to keep you informed. That's what Quartz is. It's a new app that believes a conversation, essentially a text message conversation, is the best way to get you your news. It's an interesting approach, but definitely one that can work for people. Quartz sends you messages, photos, links, and other items, and you decide whether you're interested in reading more about them or not. Notifications are relevant to your news preferences and are completely customizable with stories curated by actual human journalists. Complete sidebar on how funny it is that uh, human curation has become such a selling point in apps over the past year, but I digress. But what happens when you run out of news stories? You get bored. You may have to turn to Facebook. Dear God. Well, Quartz will actually give you a quiz or a puzzle to keep you entertained. And now you know why newspapers have crossword puzzles to keep you reading the newspaper. Uh, in addition, Apple Watch owners get, <laughs> interestingly, emoji notifications about the status of the stock market. Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what joke goes there, but I'm certain one does. Uh, Quartz is actually an interesting and oddly entertaining way to get the news, and it's something that's free, so it's worth a try. Next on the list of iOS apps is Do by Chiarlo Software LLC, $4.99. This is a task management app, and yeah, I realize that task management apps are pretty much a dime a dozen for mobile devices, and that I'm suggesting you try out an app that is $5 as opposed to free. Well, why do to-do lists exist? is what Do asks. It's because we have things to do, but why do to-do lists fail? Well, too often, our to-do lists are about accomplishing an end result, which in reality is 
a collection of a lot of tasks. And that one end result can seem huge and overwhelming. Do wants to rewire your concept of task management, making any goal achievable by shattering your tasks into tiny pieces. Do places your to-do list in a stack of cards, each with one small achievable goal. Now, when you open up the app, that's all you get. You get your stack of cards. Each one is a reminder, and you only get to focus on one at a time. You can snooze it if you need to, but the goal of Do is to help users break down their to-do list into small, actionable steps. So you open the app and add tasks and set a time, date, and optional alert. Each event features illustrations that match your calendar items, such as a coffee date, a birthday party, office meeting. And every time you open the app, Do brings up one item at a time so you can be reminded to get it done. You handle your tasks one small piece at a time. And there's actually science behind this. You complete a task, brain releases dopamine. It's great. So you get to accomplish your task. But the cool part about this is that Do understands that sometimes you're not capable of breaking your tasks apart. Enter one that Do thinks is too big and it'll suggest ways to break it down. Swipe away tasks as you complete them and you have a manageable way to power through your to-do list. Okay, next on the list is Uber Eats by Uber Technologies. It's a free app. In fact, it's actually part of the Uber app ecosystem. Well, everybody needs to eat and sometimes you can't get anywhere or you call in your order and by the time they get your food to where you're at, you've already had to eat one of your pets. Well, the idea is, is that Uber uses its infrastructure to get the best food from the restaurants you want to you fast. How many times have you sat in a deposition, mediation, or other meeting and looked at the lunch and dinner options available and gone, uh, none, but not because you're not hungry. If you're like me, it's all the time. Well, Uber gets food from the restaurants that you like quickly. The idea is 10 minutes or less, and they promise that they will deliver it faster than anyone else. Well, right now, unfortunately, it's only limited. It's only in LA and Toronto, and Atlanta, Austin, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, New York, San Fran, Seattle, and DC are coming soon. But let's face it, it's Uber. They'll be in your city soon enough. All right, that's it for our standard apps. Time to go on to the honorable mentions. And the first in our honorable mention list is Victories by Little Quest Limited. It's free, uh, but I'm going to put a caveat on that. It's free for now. They're saying free for a limited time only, but haven't defined what limited means. This is a well, this is another task management app, but this one is, well, fun. This is what's called gamification of your to-do list. You open the app and you pick a character and you engage in battles. All tasks are called battles. You can either win or surrender. Either you complete the task and win or you surrender. Winning makes you feel great, a little nerdy but great, and with every victory you gain more encouragement and your avatar levels up. But not only do you have gamif gamify your to-do list, but it also keeps track of your battles. That's right. You can you have win and loss statistics on your to-do list. Most people probably aren't motivated by gamifying a to-do list, but I guarantee that there are some who are. And all it takes is a few people for this app to be incredibly beneficial. Hey, give it a try. It's free for now. All right, next on the list is an update from for Here Maps by Here Apps LLC. This is a free app. Again, like I said, it's an update. It's a navigation app and a couple new features. First, tapping on a place icon within your map will bring up detailed information like hours, contact details, and more. Uh, for fans of Google Maps, like me, this is what you see when you bring up Google Maps. It's one of the reasons why I don't actually use Google or a web browser anymore when I'm looking for places to go or hours. I actually just enter straight into Google Maps. Here now has that same feature. There's also a new shortcut tools that offers quick access to your features in here maps. What do you mean? Well, tap on hold any place on a map and you get options for directions, navigation, sharing the destination, and saving it all for later pop-up. The app is also 
now 3D Touch enabled. It plays nice with 3D, which means it puts those directions back home just one long press away on the Here Maps icon on your home screen. So if you don't like Google Maps and you're not a fan of the built-in maps on your iPhone, go ahead and give Here Maps a try. It's free. And with this update, you've actually matched some of Google Maps' best features. Okay, that is it for our iOS apps. Stick around and we'll be talking about Android. If you're enjoying this podcast, head over to iTunes, look up the Legal Technology Review, and leave us a rating and review. While you're there, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Legal Technology Review podcast and never miss an episode or any of the great information on tools and technology for legal service professionals. Okay, thanks for joining us and sticking around here on the Legal Technology Review podcast. We are now going to start talking about our Android apps. Uh, released or updated in the month of February 2016. And first on the list is Hub Keyboard by Microsoft Corp. This is a free app, another one of our entries out of the Microsoft Garage project, which I absolutely love. Uh, Designed to make performing actions in different apps more efficient, Hub Keyboard brings information from various services to the top of your keyboard. Right now there are four. You can insert recently copied items from your clipboard, grab and share URLs from Office 365 documents in your cloud storage, share information from your contacts, or translate what you're writing into a different language. Essentially, it puts your entire Office 365 collection right on your keyboard. Right now, it's fairly basic and somewhat limited. Additionally, there is a downside. While the quick access buttons are up, for instance, you're unable to use your autocorrect feature on your keyboard, which kind of sucks. However, bear in mind, Garage Project app. Microsoft has said that this is just the beginning. Plans in the future include new quick access options and the ability to pick and choose which ones are going to show up on your keyboard. Because if you don't really need to be inserting contact information direct from your keyboard, why use it? All right. Next on the list is one of my favorite apps of all time, 1Password by Agile Bits Inc. This is a free app, and this is an update. Uh, 1Password is one of the best overall password management systems on the market, and the update that was received for Android devices was a massive and much needed update. In fact, the material design makeover really results in 1Password looking like an entirely new app. It's cleaner, it's easier to navigate, but it wasn't just for looks. 1Password now allows for biometrics, also known as fingerprints. Fingerprint scanners can be used, if your phone has them, with 1Password. Incredibly useful tool, and it's you can use it for multiple things. Number one, keeping 1Password open once you've opened it with your complex single-use password. You can also use it to open 1Password without entering your complex password. I recommend against that, but it's, it's available. Uh, one other major thing that comes with this update is that you are able to join the beta test for 1Password for Teams. Pretty cool way to share secure, complex passwords with your team or your family, allowing you to get the benefit of a password manager and collaboration at the same time. Other improvements include a consistent floating toolbar that can be accessed from any screen within the app and a new action button that allows you to add passwords and sites very easily. Very solid update and something was definitely needed. All right, next on the list is an app that, you know, I had to put on here because it's, I think, useful, cool, and very unique. Public Speaking for Cardboard by Virtual Speech. It is a free app designed for Google Cardboard. Now, virtual reality will fundamentally change the way we approach a lot of things. And one of the earliest uses, really, has been to allow people to experience a situation without having to be there. Now, I'm not talking about a movie or a video game. What I'm talking about is, for example, using virtual reality to help soldiers overcome PTSD, allowing people who are afraid of heights 
to ride on a roller coaster, or in this case, allowing people to practice public speaking. With currently two options available, a large conference room with 300-something seats or a small meeting room of about 15, you get an animated audience moving and behaving as they would in a real event. And I'm telling you, if you follow the link to, to check this out, look at the video, it's not like a you know, Madden NFL crowd. These look like real people interacting and looking at you. It's very cool. Just like they would in a real event. Ambient sounds replicate the event itself, and you're immersed in your surroundings. You are even able to upload your own slides to appear in the presentation within your virtual event. Because remember, this isn't just looking at a screen. You turn your head, and you can see the, the projection screen of your app. Now, it's still in early development, and there are many things that the developers recognize they need to improve, but they're dedicated to making a fully realistic public speaking environment to practice in. And these are some of the features they're looking to add in the near future. They want to improve audience realism, including eye contact, especially in a smaller room, 15 people, big deal. They want a variety of new environments to practice your skills. Uh, they're also looking to add features such as recording your voice so you can hear what you sound like. They're adding a wedding environment to practice your best man speech, your groom speech, your father the bride speech, and maybe your walking down the aisle without tripping. And also to add tips on public speaking. This app is so very cool. I don't care who you are, whether you have an anxiety problem and don't like public speaking, or whether you're just looking to rehearse your next mediation, arbitration, trial, speech, whatever. This is a useful app, and it's free, and it's really cool. So check it out. All right, next on the Android list is GoToMeeting by Citrix Systems, Inc. This is a beta. It is a free beta. Now, we discussed earlier how Skype and Google Hangouts have made considerable progress in the development of video conferencing, especially for business. Let's not forget that the granddaddy of the video conferencing for business is GoToMeeting. Uh, however, Citrix System has lacked some of the innovation that Microsoft and Google bring to the table, and it's also lacked an effective mobile version. However, when it comes to the practice of law and the uses that lawyers can get most out of video conferencing, I don't think Skype and Google Hangouts come close to the system GoToMeeting offers. The primary reason for that is GoToMeeting's standard platform always did the sharing and interacting with documents and presentations much, much better. That's right. Now you can actually use those wonderful features from your mobile device if you need to. And you can use them across all platforms. So you can join an existing GoToMeeting that's being run by a bunch of people on their desktops from your Android tablet. Again, I think this is a phenomenal tool and it's you know, it's really a way to bring your uh, remote deposition to your living room couch. Okay, next on the list, Rewind Reverse Voice Recorder by Yu Chen Ho. It is a free app. And this is an app that, while it could be useful to lawyers, more something you need to just watch out for. How many times do you really wish in hindsight you recorded what someone's saying? You know, like you're listening to him going, I can't believe you're saying that. And then I really wish I had this on tape. Well, that's what Rewind does. It actually runs in the background and records everything that the microphone picks up. It stores all of the audio on the RAM, so it's definitely limited, but it allows the users to save anything they feel is important. And while it suggests that it's for brainstorming and recording memos, it does grudgingly acknowledge what the app itself is most likely to be used for, surveillance. Keep that in mind. This is something you should be aware of, and it's a tool, you know, things like Google Glass and, and stuff really, I think, make it tough for lawyers to effectively give advice to clients in private because there's not much private anymore. Just be aware of it and don't use it illegally. Okay, that's it for the main apps. Let's go to honorable mentions. The first is Draw My Story by Cortex Technologies Limited. This is a free app and this app I put on the list primarily because I think lawyers too frequently are really bad at presenting their ideas visually. This is an animation app. 
draw something cute, funny, or informative, the app replays your drawing back in the form of a movie. You can add emoji images, photos, choose background music, choose your playback speed, and you can record a voiceover. Now, it's whether you are trying to send a drawing or a clip to a friend or create a full-scale presentation with voiceover, hello trial, hello trial, draw out sequence of events, trial, 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 put together an instructional video or create a movie chronicling someone's life, day in the life, trial, multiple scenes with text, videos, photo, voiceover, draw my story. All right, next on the list is Speedify by Connectify, Inc. This is a free app, and it's, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm a, a little bit confused by exactly what this app does. Now, its primary feature is very cool. Its idea is that the internet is too inconsistent. It's, your connection is, whether it's on Wi-Fi or cellular or, you know, 4G, 3G, anything like that, it's not all that consistent. Wouldn't it be great if your internet connection looked for the best combination of ways to get information to and from the web. Well, Speedify combines your cellular and Wi-Fi connections for greater bandwidth and also helps keep you online when your Wi-Fi suddenly stops working, like happens in my office too often. Uh, Speedify uses multiple internet connections simultaneously and intelligently to distribute your traffic amongst them in the most effective way. It's a new kind of VPN that lets you use Wi-Fi and cellular data together for fast, unbreakable internet and wherever you are. Okay, that is it for our Android apps. Stick around and we'll be talking about Windows Phone. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Legal Technology Review on any of your favorite podcast apps or over at iTunes. Just search for Legal Technology Review or The Cyber Advocate. Also, don't forget, you can get all the information on the latest tools and technology for legal service professionals at www.thecyberadvocate.com. All right, thanks for sticking around. It's time to talk about the Windows Phone apps this month. We got starting off with a series of updates, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook by Microsoft Corp. These are free apps, uh, provided you have the 365 subscription, and a whole series of updates was released last month for Windows Phone users. Outlook, the best updates of the month definitely came to Outlook. Users are now able to add holidays directly to the calendar and view an entire year at a glance on their Windows Phone. Additionally, new swipe gestures allow for moving through message uh, much qu- much more quickly. You can move messages to any specific folder with a long swipe and add attachments to an email by pasting it directly to the body of the email itself instead of having to fiddle with uh, finding the attachment elsewhere. On Excel, uh, mobile users will now be able to utilize some of the enterprise-based tools from the desktop version. If you're a big fan of Excel, converting table to a range. You could not do that on the mobile versions before. That has been fixed. Additionally, you can merge groups and outlines together. PowerPoint, you are able to pin your favorite files directly to your start menu. Very helpful if you need to have quick access to your presentations. And another cool update is the ability to insert a picture directly into your slides from your phone's camera. So you take a picture, and it's immediately part of your presentation. Next on the list is Todoist by Doist Inc. As I've discussed before, this is my favorite available task management system, and now it officially, in preview form, is coming to Windows Phone. You can manage your task lists, access file attachments, collaborate on shared projects, and everything else Todoist has to offer right from your Windows Phone. However, unfortunately, just like most other Windows Phone apps, this particular version does not come close to either the iOS or Android version as far as functionality is concerned. This is what Todoist said about why they're introducing 
a relatively incomplete app now. Quote, at this point in time, we aren't able to invest as much energy into polishing the mobile experience as we'd like. Currently, the mobile version doesn't include swipe interactions on task, and the app will be slower on phones when compared to the experience on desktop and tablet. Nevertheless, we hope to improve our experience for our Windows Phone users in the future, end quote. They're hoping to update it, but they recognize, unfortunately, that it's not all that necessary to provide a fully featured app to Windows Phone users. All right, that's it for our standard apps. Time to talk about our honorable mention, which is Spectre by J.J. Jones. This is $1.49, and essentially this is a Snapchat client for Windows Phone. It is also an early preview of the app, and it allows you to log in to your Snapchat account, send and receive messages. It's very limited, but in the near future, they're going to be adding the ability to add friends, send text messages, video and image editor, and persistent messages. Why is this important? Well, it just means that the e-discovery hellscape of ephemeral messaging has officially come to Windows Phone. Now we're all screwed. Excellent. All right. Well, that is it for this month on the best new apps for lawyers, February 2016. Thanks for joining us. I want to remind everyone once again, head over to iTunes, give us a rating and review, subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on the cyberadvocate.com, the Legal Technology Review Podcast. And if anyone's going to be in Chicago next week, come celebrate St. Patrick's Day with a bunch of a bunch of lawyers who will be in Chicago on St. Patrick's Day. ABA Tech Show, March 16th through 19th. I'll be there. A bunch of the other cool people will be there. So you want to be there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with me. This has been the Legal Technology Review Podcast. I'm Brian Folk, and we'll see you next time. <music>